Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to My Creative Corner 3. Well, the four-letter word is being spread around here quite a bit. Yep, the one that starts with the S and ends in a W, snow. I can say it out of my podcast. Yes, the white stuff landed right before Thanksgiving. Oh, about four to six inches of it. Um, it did stick around for a couple of days. And then we had unseasonably warm temperatures that melted it earlier this week. But yesterday, a what they call wintry mix has started up. And I expect that we'll be having snow this weekend. I did get my winter coat dusted off because after Thanksgiving, I went to the Lakers playoff football game and we won. It was really exciting. And because of that first round win in the playoffs, they get to play at home again Saturday against Ferris, which is right down the road and should be a very intense game. A big rivalry, close schools. Um, Our team is looking good. However, you know, end of season injuries. I love football, in case you didn't know. I have three fantasy football teams. (laughs) And um, I'm only doing well in one of them. And the rest of them, especially the one with my family, I'm doing absolutely terrible. Enough about football. Thanksgiving was an awesome time to sit and reflect upon all of those things that I'm deeply deeply grateful for. Things that you can't even really put into words. I tried to write it down and post it and you just it just can't be done sometimes. You know, it feels trite and the same things being said over again. I'm thankful for my house. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for the health that I'm currently blessed with. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I feel like I'm back in Sunday school, just wrote, you know, words being said. But what I am truly thankful for are all of the people in my life. I'm truly thankful for every person that I had an opportunity to spend time with this weekend. And I'm truly thankful for all of the little times of special moments we had. Material things like my house and all that, I'm truly thankful for too. I need it to survive. Overall, though, it was a time of just enjoying each other's company. I am a holdout, though. On Thanksgiving, I do not bring out Christmas decorations. I still have my pumpkins and my brown and orange autumn scheme things around the table because they all say Happy Thanksgiving with cornucopias. Um, We have rules in my house about when uh, Thanksgiving's over when Christmas comes up. Uh, Christmas doesn't start until after this weekend because someone in my house has a birthday and then I'll try to get the tree up. But the next rule is that somebody in the house had a birthday in January when he was living at home and the tree came down before then. I really only like having the tree up a couple of weeks. I don't overly decorate and we don't put lights outside. So speaking of uh, visiting with family and friends, did you notice the music at the beginning? How exciting. My son was able to play the instruments and mix the music and he is a college student. So if anyone has a need, I want to give a shout out to my son, Sean. And um, if you had a need for some sound mixing or instrumentation, Uh, He's actually really, really coming along and doing this so quickly, easily, made it look easy. 
Um, and the music is his original riff. So if you need any help with uh, sound and mixing, leave me a comment on my blog for show notes and I can get you in touch. So what have I been doing quilting wise? I really have Got a lot done. I finished a customer quilt that's going to be in uh, an Alpina store, which is 72 miles from here. The shop owner did the quilt, and each border I put a different um, quilting pattern in it. Did spirals, and then a paisley, and then a spiral, and then in the very center um, is a collection of eight pointed stars and she likes feathers so I did a real open feather on that. I like it. I think it turned out really well. Um, I've never quilted anything for her so I'm hoping that she enjoys it. She'll pick it up and get it into the shop before Christmas. I have about four more customer quilts sitting in my queue and I'm going to kind of take it easy on them between now and Christmas, but I may get one on the frame and do another one. There are no timetables on these, and two of them are custom work and two of them are stipples, so I'll probably put the stipples on before Christmas. So derivative work, my courtyard tiles that I did all with Tula Pink, mostly from the Eden line, that quilt top is finished. And I had a big debate. Should I make it 60 by 70? Should I make it 60 by 60? Um, as I was going, I had enough fabric. I decided I like the look of seven blocks across and eight blocks down. It is a 60 by 70 quilt. Oh, I tried so hard not to make this a queen size quilt, which I believe start at 90 by 90. This is a very, very simple quilt, actually. And if you like quilts where you feel like you only have to piece half of it, this is one for you. Really, it is a plain block, meaning no piecing of fabric. And then in the next block, you plan the eight pointed stars in the center with corners that are all white. And then in the spaces between the points, you plan the color placement based on the square next to you. And it makes an interlocking tile. It really does look like a tile set with white grout. And it looks like it's on point, but it's not because I have a terrible time doing on point settings and having them be wonky. But this turned out absolutely exactly the way I thought it would turn out. And I made mine large, 10 and a half inches, because Tula Pink's work in this, I really wanted to keep it intact. I got thinking last night, um, I've really been a fangirl of Tula Pink for a while. And I looked on my bed and sure enough, when she, one of the first lines before I even knew who she was, I did a block exchange over 10 years ago with my friends. And on Moda Bake Shop online, there was a pattern that featured her hushabai line and we bought hushabai and things that went with hushabai which had the first glimpse of her uncanny ability to put animals hiding in the art and if you've not seen her work you have to it's almost like a find it there's these beautiful billowing flowers and leaves but you look and you find owls and rabbits and all kinds of cool things that is on my bed and I have to say the color palette she does in her artwork that is my style so this one is another quilt that is for probably my own personal use because I want to experiment in quilting on the one I just finished 
the one on my bed was a quilt that was the first one I did on the long arm. And it had a lot of experiments on it too, and it's held up over the test of time and washing, and it's gonna probably stay on my bed. But the next thing I have is I gotta check and see if I have any seasonal quilts because my tulas always have a white background. So it's winter, maybe I can find something darker. What other quilt top I have been working on and I actually finished is Pat Sloan's mystery quilt. Now I know it's mystery quilt season and many people like doing Bonnie Hunters. And um, I've always been intimidated by Bonnie Hunters mystery quilts because it's put together in units. Um, like do 150 of this unit and do these um, different types of things where you're doing segments of the quilt and not really knowing how the colors are going to work together. And I do not construct quilts by units. I um, ascribe to the slow stitching process, which means I take my time and I like doing it block by block. I don't have as many cutting mistakes. I enjoy the process of seeing the block evolve. Yep, I know, it probably takes longer. Speed is not my goal. Speed for me equals mistakes, ugly seams, and poked fingers. So that's why I love Pat Sloan's. It is a block by block type of mystery and she usually starts it up again in January. It took 10 months and then I took November to put it all together after I agonized for weeks over what type of sashing I was going to use. And I went back to my original plan, which was white. It, every other block has a white or light background in this quilt and it is labeled the secret garden. So each block is reminiscent of flowers in her book this year was Teach Me Triangles. And so every block was a different method in constructing triangles. Really, really enjoyed this. It's really a beautiful, beautiful quilt. And I think that overall, I only made one or two probably mis color mistakes, but they flow and it's a mystery so it turned out well it's more twin size each block is 16 inches which I really enjoyed the larger sized pieces after working with six and a half inch blocks in the last year that I got pretty passionate about and it really was great so it's kind of launching me into an idea for 2017 of designing some quilts with oversized and maybe some larger blocks as well as um, trying new colors the pat sloan um, mystery quilt I, I experimented in colors and I think it went well. So that leads me up to, um, did I work on any knitting? No, not this time. Just getting to the end of the shawl so the rows are really long. I think I've done one row every couple of days. And that's when it gets hard because it takes a long time. Um, so after I do that, I am going to go through my kits that I have left in my knitting of the month from last year and look and see what I have. There's a couple of um, cotton yarns and there's a couple of other things in there that are wool. So I'm not sure what fiber I want to work with. Wool this time of year makes me kind of itchy. I can't even use wool batting because it makes me itchy. But you have to be careful with the yarn. So the other thing I've been working on is uh, trying to get some ideas for long arm quilting. So I just finished binding and burying the threads on a little quilt top that I made, oh, 
probably two years ago with an original design that I had and it's on point and it's paper pieced and it's a little, it looks like trees, I think. And I did it in pink and burgundy and a lot of solids. So I tried to channel Angela Walters, who does a lot of Tula pinks, and she is a fabulous long arm quilter in her own right. And all of the areas that were solids, I really did a lot of texture in it with pebbling and what I call paisleys. And then I tried to go each block having a specific motif or theme in that block. Now I've decided that this is uh, not the type of quilting I really enjoy doing. It turned out well, and I think that for the small quilt, it's really, really heavily quilted. And I don't know that I would like that on an actual usable quilt for a bed. But for this one, which you know really is probably even too small for a baby quilt, be more like a wall hanging or a table runner, or even the back of my little love seat for color. But there's a lot of stitching in it. Trying to practice my custom quilting for maybe someday getting another quilt into a large quilt show. MQX has kind of got me bitten by the bug of trying to come up with a show for a quilt. So during the whole process, I decided that, you know, the tiny little um, quilting is fine, but it's really not something I would recommend for a functioning quilt or functional quilt unless it's small because of the weight and number two I also discovered that I don't like burying all those threads at the end I knot and bury and I fray check everything because I am afraid the stitches will pull out when they're washed and that's probably overkill on my part but it's just something I I've always done and feel that sometimes stitches will pop if if they're not if they're buried in another fashion so that's what I've been doing uh burying threads hard on my fingers my fingers just don't want to work so that <laughs> makes me tell you an honest true confession here I free motion quilt and I try to plan all of my movements from border to border area to area without breaking the thread I if I can get through a whole quilt a queen size quilt and only have three or four thread breaks or bobbin endings where I have threads I feel like I have done a great great thing so that's my uh, little true confession. Um, I don't like burying threads and I will go a long distance of quilting on the long arm before I will, before I will stop and break that thread. Yeah, I'm terrible. I know it. So that leaves me a pretty clean table in my sewing room. Not a million projects going at once. And the one stack of blocks that I'm still sewing and working on is my birthday quilt called Emeralds. I have lots of different green fabrics and I really want to work on making this a twin size quilt and not a queen. I'm probably halfway finished. It is a traditional rolling stone that have all of the colorations um, as green with a lot of Bella White. I really like Moda Bella White, been using a lot of it. And this pattern actually came from Mary Fonz and it was published in Quilty Magazine as well as being on YouTube Quilty. And I've loved it since I saw it and I'm using this as my whole year celebration for my 50th birthday and my birth month, which is May. So I want to get that 
top done um, some point in January. I would like to spend um, time quilting all of my quilts this winter. Typically after the holidays, I don't get as many um, requests from customers to do um, their long arm quilting. So I have probably six quilts waiting to be quilted, including the birds in the air quilt top that we did last spring. So my focus for the winter on my um, 100 day art project, which our arts council does, and I just do it at home alone, is to jumpstart my own creative process with doing different types of quilting. And I've been kind of stumped actually on trying to figure out new things. So I went back to my QNN TV subscription, which is a paid channel on the internet, and I haven't watched it in a couple of months. And there were some really great ideas on straight line quilting and quilting with adding free motion patterns in between the straight lines and how to break it up. Her name is Jody, and I really like that. I'm going to try that on some quilts. There were also some really good ideas on improvisationally piecing things, which I really like. And there's going to be a few improv quilts. That'll be probably my next piecing project. And the other part is I am trying to do these things more on a smaller scale as sketches or samples or trials. So if I decide to do them on a larger scale, I can. And I have a lot of quilts in this house and I don't need any more queen size quilts tucked away. I really don't. I have a lot of quilts and I'm embarrassed to say how many there are. And I probably should count them someday and do another true confession on the podcast. So QNN TV, it's, uh, I got it for a great price. I don't know what they're currently going for, but even if I only watch a few videos a year, um, it really pays for itself. There's so much. There are free videos too, and it has given me a lot of great inspiration on how to approach a blank canvas. I, you know, a lot of people talk about writer's block, but I get quilter's block, long arm quilter's block. I sit and I look at this huge quilt and sometimes it takes me days to think of a plan on how to quilt it. So I want to approach some of mine with different thought process, different types of edge to edge seems to be what I really like to do with maybe some deviant, cust- deviant deviations from that with custom work a little bit. But I'm finding, you know, this overly quilted business for anything outside of a wall hanging or art quilt or a show quilt. I don't I don't see the functional use for it and I actually get too hot in the night and well we have a joke about it is that my mother was given a quilt as a gift and it's absolutely beautiful beautiful quilt but it was made with heavy material corduroys and some other um what are the uh twills and things like that with flannel and that quilt was really really heavily long arm quilted it is stiff and it is rigid and has um, been dubbed the tarp because it is so hot and so stiff no one can sleep underneath it. So I don't want to make any tarps. I think the quilts that I am making I would really like them to be soft and cuddly and if they're queen sized or full size you want them to be quilted heavily enough to be beautiful but light enough to be able to breathe when you're underneath them. It gets cold up here and believe me there are some three quilt nights that happen but um, there are times that it gets really hot under too many quilts. So I wanted to have those types of things as goals. And I also want to continue my um, exploration of curved piecing. So those are some of my goals for 2017. 
And speaking of more goals, um, I really am working on my health and trying to get to the gym more. I made it twice last week. I'm going to try to make it three times this week. I'm only doing cardio to try to help um, counteract some of my metabolic problems as well as get my heart in shape. And that seems to be working pretty well. It's been difficult to follow a really good eating plan with the holidays, but I've been doing very well at home and eating out has been minimal. So that's another goal, long-term goal. Got to keep healthy, got to keep working on the program that the doc has encouraged me to follow. And I'm feeling much better because I'm not having the terrible spikes in blood sugar and eating foods that are not very healthy. But the problem is I get real bored with um, eating the healthy foods and I'm not very good cook and I don't like cooking much. So I think that we're going to look at um, subscribing to one of those food delivery services where they have the recipes and the food is fresh and delivered to your door um, for a few meals during the work week because that's my problem. I get home from work, go to the gym, you get you know, any guild meetings or meetings with um, people in the community or projects. And honestly, two hours of, you know, for me, it takes two hours, an hour to think of what you want to do, and then an hour to plan and prep and cook a meal. I wind up just doing things like, you know, throw a chicken in a pan and eating a chicken breast with um, nothing exciting on the side. So I'm looking for exciting portion correct food. And I think that's the process that we're going to do. If you've ever done any of those subscription food services, um, let me know of your experience with it because I see there's so many out there on the market now. Um, I know some of the ones that have been established and around for a while. They may be ones we go with. Um, I live, you know, it's going to be very cold, so I'm not worried about food spoiling on a porch. And I tend to go come home every day at lunch and have an hour so I quilt and I wind up doing, you know, chores and things so I could bring the food in. But I'd love to hear um, any of your experiences with some of the food subscription services like HelloFresh or Blue Apron or any of those other ones, um, because I think that's what I'm going to need to jumpstart my 2017. It's going to be a year, a lot of changes with changing the gym, changing our program, and I'm going to also try to change my approach, as I said in the previous segment about long arm quilting things. Overall, um, you know, that's what's been going on and that's all of the projects I've been working on. Um, I expect the holidays to be um, quiet affairs. I don't think we're going to be doing too much traveling. We do have a tickets to the so I want to wish everyone a wonderful December and enjoy the process as we count down into a new year and enjoy the process of counting down to the holidays. And in fact, take time every day to do something creative because in my humble opinion, it's really all about the journey and the end result is usually beautiful. 